You're listening to the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network brought to you by Outdoor Edge. Now, Outdoor Edge is a knife company. We all know that. They offer a complete line of fixed blade knives, replaceable blade knives, and game processing kits, right? So any blade you need to break down an animal, these guys have it. Now, the cool thing about their replaceable blades is let's say you are in the middle of breaking down an animal and the blade goes dull. The only thing you have to do is push a button the blade pops out you put a new blade in it locks in tight and you're back to breaking down that animal you get it cooled down you get it back to the truck faster and you get more meat in the long run so if you want to find out more information about all the blades fixed replaceable and game processing kits that outdoor edge makes visit their website OutdoorEdge.com, and if you want to save 30% on your purchase, enter the discount code NATION30, that's N-A-T-I-O-N-30, and that's OutdoorEdge.com. Welcome to the Missouri Woods and Water Podcast. I'm your host, Nate Thomas. I'm Micah. <laughs> and Mike is here today. <laughs> and joining us today is, um, if anybody's listened to our other episodes before, you all have probably heard us talk about our other brother-in-law, Russell. Uh, Russell uh, made the trip with us today, so what's up, dude? How's it going? Making his guest hosting debut, I guess you'd call it. Uh, we, I mean, we've talked about you enough. We figured you, you should probably get to come on with us. About time. Yeah. <laughs> And so. I'm sure you'll get brought up more than more than what we've already talked about. Yeah. So you like to get you know, you get me in trouble with all the fun stuff that I like get into. I like gear. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. Gear junkie. You've turned me into one. You are you're really nice to have around. <laughs> Not in the fact that you're just a good person, but also if there's anything you need, more than likely Russell has two of them. Yeah. So yeah. he's some always options. always yeah. willing to help out. Just so. like we were talking about uh on the way down today. Uh, broke my Bitsenberger jig last night, and uh, if I really had to, Russell's got one. I could use it, but I'm probably just going to buy a new one. Yeah, that was a fun experience. I wish we could have. <laughs> Mike has got about a dozen bare shaft arrows now. Yeah, I was really hoping to get that done so I can, you know, start shooting, practicing a little more. <laughs> Might have to come borrow mine. Yeah, I'm probably going to have to stop by. That's yeah, it's uh, kind of sucks, but I, I just noticed, like I said, when I was getting ready to, to fletch your first arrow, it wasn't working the way I wanted it, and then I went to put that set screw in, and it was totally stripped, so that kind of sucks. But I mean, it was an older one, so it, yeah. it was bound. something was bound to happen eventually. Time to replace it. So what have y'all been doing the last week or two? Russell? Work. Work. <laughs> work and hay. Yeah, you, uh, this is definitely your busy time of the year, I would think, for everything. Definitely, with, for sure. With the farm, and then, I mean, I don't know if you want to tell anybody, but you work in the HVAC business HVAC so technician yep. yeah everybody's hot right now everybody's hot, hot everybody's ACs are, i'm sure need a tune-up and getting worked on so i can imagine that you're pretty busy hey Stay we all busy. we all did go we did get to all have now we have all pulled one pull of sd cards yeah by now so it's been uh that's been nice yeah and uh me and you and my daughter actually we were able to put a stand up this last week yeah that that sucked 
pulling, carrying a two-man stand on your back for you, I bet. It was, I mean, sure, it wasn't the greatest thing ever, but it wasn't too bad either. No, it was a fun time. It was manageable. Yeah, I actually pulled a set of cards um, last night and got home, and um, you came over to fletch those arrows, and we checked it. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of happy about that pull. I do, I so far, um, if you all listen to our whitetail episode, we talked about a buck that I nicknamed Sub-Zero. Um, so far, he's not been on camera at all, so that kind of, I'm a little disappointed, but it is only July 17th, so doesn't mean he won't be back, but... The previous two years he has been around, so yeah, uh, it's not a good not a good sign for him. But there's been other deer that are there, and yeah, there's a few potential. And kind of with mine, didn't know this property, didn't know what to right. expect. Did my first card pull and was I wasn't disappointed by any means. There was definitely they're some there. Deer. They're definitely I mean, that's there. The biggest thing, you know, and I didn't see no nothing that could be potentially huge or nothing, but I didn't see anything really that small. So, I mean, yeah. there's potential. Yeah. And, I mean, it was only out there for a week and a half. Yeah, we just. we ended up putting the stand up there, so we were like, oh, let's go ahead and pull the car. Might as well since we're right here. Yeah, so who knows? Yeah, and then Russ, you and I got some good, decent stuff. Average deer. Yeah. Nothing too crazy. Average deer, year. nothing too crazy. But, but it's, it's still early. You know, you in know. there, well, yeah, I mean, we were only looking at, actually, Russell, you and I, we probably pulled those cards like two weeks ago. I mean, we just, had, we were out there putting, putting up, up more hay. hay, and so we just said, hey, let's grab them, and so, I mean, we only saw pictures probably t- through like July 4th or 5th or something, so they're really just kind of right forming into themselves at this point, so. Yeah, they still got a lot to grow. Yeah, so. well, I guess we can get back on topic a little bit, yep. but, so today's episode um, Micah, Russell, and myself, we all travel down to Nixon, Missouri, and we uh, get in front of Black Widow bows, and we talk about getting into traditional bow shooting. So we had a fun time there. Um, Toby and Miles Essek um, come on with us, and we talk some, some traditional bow shooting. So Yeah, but hope. even before that, before we started recording, Miles gave us a tour of the whole building, showed us start to finish how to build one of those things and what all it takes to put in to one of those bows and i mean it, it was really cool really interesting we were able to shoot some had a lot of fun doing that so. each one of them is a work of art oh yeah no, no it, doubt about that it's awesome they're very cool if you haven't checked them out definitely go on their instagram or facebook or whatever you can look them up online they have i mean they are like russell said pieces of art so and well he, and you walk into their front room and there's hundreds of bows that you can you know try out yeah. To figure out what it is you like. And I know for us three, you know, wanting to get into traditional bow shooting, but not knowing anybody that really does it or anybody that even has one, that was nice before we recorded. We shot as many bows as, you know, we could have in front. I mean, I know I picked up probably six or seven and tried different, six or seven yeah. different ones, different weights, different, you know, links and everything. So yeah, Miles gave us some time to play with those and that was pretty cool. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, being a, like a gearhead type of guy, Russell, like you are, seeing the process, you know, the big machines and all the different forms and things I got had to be pretty cool too. Yeah, I'd make a goal for 2021. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Yeah, start saving that money for that bow because uh, I think I know which one I want now, but um, we'll see. So, anyway, hope you all enjoy the show, and uh, we'll talk to you all soon. See you.
All right, welcome to the show. Got a good one today. We're excited. Uh, traveled down to Nixon, Missouri today to talk to Black Widow Bows. So, um, got Miles and Toby Essick with Black Widow with us today. What's up, guys? I'm good. How you doing? Uh, doing pretty good. And we also got uh, Micah, and we got a special guest host today, uh, my brother-in-law, Russell. You guys have heard us talk about him on the show before, but Russell's here, so what's up, man? How you guys doing? Pretty good. So, um, Russell, Micah, and I drove down to Nixa to meet Black Widow and shoot some bows and, and learn about traditional bow shooting, and that's what our episode's going to be today is is how to get into to traditional bow shooting, um, especially if you're like us three here. Um, we don't know anybody that shoots traditional bow and we don't have, you know, like a, a pro shop five feet away from us to, um, to go just learn how do you get into it. So I think that's what we're going to try to talk about today. And, um, before we get into that, uh, why don't Miles, you and Toby, um, introduce yourselves and kind of give us a little background about Black Widow and we'll go from there. Well, uh, yeah, I'm. I'm Miles. I'm, I'm Toby's oldest son, and uh, I, I was here. I had no choice to be here through the summers growing up. <laughs> drug me in here. Uh, but after high school, uh, came on full-time. Uh, been here ever since, and uh, just just shooting it. But I'll let Dad give the history. Well, I'm kind of the same boat, just 30 years before. before. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, version. I started uh, basically right out of high school, um, in fact, it was in August of 1990, so the next month would be 30 years um, been involved here at Black Widow, and it's been uh, it's been a lot of fun, I mean, to say the least, you know, especially for a guy that likes to likes to hunt fish and loves the outdoors, you know, what better job to do than, than build bows for guys to hunt with and stuff, but, um, but yeah, Black Widow's been around many, many years, and since 1957, uh, when the Wilson brothers uh, here to locally mm -hmm. in springfield started it and uh, uh after that in the early 80s uh ken beck which is which is our boss got it and then in 2005 roger and john and myself uh were fortunate enough to uh, ken kind of turned the reins loose to us and, and sold it to us so it's been it's been quite a journey awesome yeah we've uh you know we've kind of been stalking you all and instagram for for years i mean i think russell and i have been like which one do we buy we, we might just go do it eventually just bite the bullet and make it happen because we don't we don't know what to even look at yeah and, you guys need to uh, you need yeah to. no we've, we're going to don't worry <laughs> um so that's been you know pretty cool we've kind of followed you all and um i think kent he bought it back in 1982 correct i believe so yep. yeah mm -hmm. yeah that's a good year <laughs> i was born like that. but anyway um so yeah it's um you know, a lot of people know about Black Widow bows, obviously. Um, you well-respected and, and all that stuff in the industry. And, you know, we took a tour. Miles gave us a tour when we first got here. And gorgeous. I mean, other than the functionality, then you make them as gorgeous as they are, you know, yeah, and it, I mean, it makes it uh, more appealing to people that even want to shoot those. They're just so beautiful. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Somebody knows how to do some, some pretty stuff. Yeah. I was making a comment about, what was the the handwriting, Miles? When yeah, we Roger's writing. Yeah. I'm like, man, somebody's got some good handwriting. That's uh, some pretty handwriting. So I have to give him my uh, a pat on the back for me on that Yeah, one. he's done that for years and years. And, and uh, Well, I've been here 30 years, and he was doing it when I when I got here. So, yeah. Well, that's he's awesome. He's wrote on a bunch of them. Y'all can definitely tell the care that y'all put into each bow. 
I mean, they are handmade one by one, and I mean, it shows. I yeah, mean, they are awesome, absolutely. Yeah, a lot of a lot of steps that go into it. I mean, you think it's a piece of wood, you know, whether it's a takedown right. or or not. Yeah, a lot of steps that go into it. When you're a lot of things us. too. Yeah. So and, and a lot of guys when you guys took a tour, you know, that's what we hear a lot. You know, man, we didn't realize there was that much that went into it. You mm-hmm. know, when they actually see the steps and the uh, just the whole process that goes into it, it they're kind of amazed at, at what does go into it. Yeah. One thing that was really cool we that Miles showed us on the tour, if nobody has went and watched this video, go watch it, but it's on Black Widow's Instagram or whatever. But um, Miles showed us the bow that was ran over and dropped out of a stand and all that stuff that <laughs> you guys did. He showed yeah. us that one. It still exists and, and then shot some arrows out of it afterwards. So if anybody wants to know how durable they are, they should go watch that video. Because um, you can run over it with a truck, apparently, and still shoot shoot some arrows out of it. That was actually uh, a pretty fun video to make. I bet. It's a little cringy for me to watch, just because it's this beautiful thing getting ran over. You're just like, oh, no. Uh, but it, yeah. it's amazing it still does this thing. Yeah, you do that with a compound. You All you got to do is just drop it from an inch, and it, it's off. You, you got to go recite it in, and you got to do all that. So Yeah. So, um, you know, like I said, Russell actually um, got me into being interested in traditional bows, you know, however long ago we started kind of fanboying over Black Widow and stuff like that. Um, what what was the draw that you saw, Russell, when when you first kind of the idea came to your mind to, to look into traditional bows? What drew you to it? Oh, I think it's the step back in time, you know, back to a simpler time when you don't have all these little tiny things to... To worry about you know kind of right. going back to basics yeah kind of getting away from modern oh. world and enjoying everything that's out there well and you think about uh, that was the draw for me too when you started showing me them was you think about a compound bow you got the bow itself which is not cheap we all know that i mean especially you go buy a hoyt or you know whatever then you got release sights Obviously, arrows are with both, but you got all these extra things that you have to worry about with a compound, which I'm never going to stop shooting. Uh, I'm always going to keep shooting one. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, these all, I mean, I bought a new release this year. It was like 120 bucks for a new release. You know, just, there's 120 out the door. <laughs> um, whereas I'm, I'm sure you can do something with, with traditional where you hook that up. But, you know, when we were shooting out here at fr- in front miles, it was, you know, using our fingers. And that felt mm-hmm. more natural than it would. Yeah, it almost felt weird to put a D loop on the damn thing and <laughs> try to shoot it right. that way. But uh, so, like I said, what we kind of thought about doing today was talking to the experts about the basics of getting into traditional bow shooting. We've got a, a lot of people probably out there in the same boat that Micah, myself, and, and Russell are in that are really interested in traditional bow shooting, but there's really. They can't, you know, they might not live near Nixon, Missouri, or they might um, not know anybody that shoots one, which is kind of like us. We've got a good friend, Frank, that has one and has shot it before, but, you know, he doesn't do a whole lot with it. So what what are some of the basics you would say for someone who's who's wanting to get into traditional bow shooting? Well, we have a lot of guys that, that come in and that are just, you know, fixing to take the plunge and things like that. Um, and it is... It is hard. Some guys will drive, drive a lot of miles just because of what you were saying. There's nowhere around them right. that has 
recurves or longbows and, and things that they can even pick up and shoot. And uh, so they'll, they'll make a trip, you know, down here to Black Widow, and we'll do our best to try to figure out what bow fits them. Um, you know, it depends on their height, their, their you know, their draw length and, and things like that. There's actually a lot that goes into it besides just, right, here's a recurve, take this home and go to shooting it. Um, and, and a lot of people don't know that, just, just starting, just getting into it. And, and probably the number one thing that we tell them right off the bat if they're a newbie is don't overbow yourself stay conservative with that weight you know they're they're shooting 70 pounds with their compound (laughs) and 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 handling it just fine you pick up 70 pounds in a recurve it's not not it's 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 a whole nother game you know oh yeah and yeah like like we said we were out there shooting and I do. I shoot 70 pounds on my compound. I went out there, and I think I pulled back, I think it was a 55 or something like that, and I was like, oh, my gosh. Shaking. This is a, it's a different ball game. I yeah. mean, it really is. But mm-hmm. I, I shot the 40, and I like the 40 the best. Yeah. I mean, it was and, just more comfortable. And, and, and 40 pounds, a lot of people ask me, you know, what what's what weight do I need? Of course, mm-hmm. a lot of time I ask them, what, what's your goals here? I mean, we hunting whitetails, you know, bear – Things like that, or you know, if they're going out west or going to go to Africa or things like that, there's there's some variables there. But well, I really think 45 pounds is such a good all around weight, and and you know, as far as deer hunting and and, and things around here, I mean, 45 pounds will 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 kill anything that 70 pounds will. You know, mm-hmm. if if your shot placement, you've got a good sharp broadhead, the right arrow and mm-hmm. stuff. It, it's more than efficient yeah, enough to, to do the job. What kind of speeds are you kind of getting out of those, that 45-pound? Have you ever put it on the meter and been able to find that out? Or? Yeah, I, I mean, we've got some records of, of different deals, there, and there's a lot of variables there. You right, know? Sure. If you're shooting 40-pound and you've got a 26-inch draw and, and you shoot 40 pounds and have got a 30-inch draw, your speed is going to increase, yep. you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, just there's more power strokes Same size those limbs. you would have with compounds mm-hmm. there. Right. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, most people test bows, you know, with like a nine-grain arrow. And what I mean by nine grains, nine grains per pound. Mm-hmm. Um, I like I like a ten-grain arrow. I like a little more, a little more kinetic energy. It doesn't mm-hmm. fly as fast. Uh, but, you know. If a little we more knockdown. If we yeah, some more punch. If yeah. we were all dwelt on speed. We wouldn't be going to a traditional bow anyway, you know. <laughs> right. Because, you know, they're not shooting 300 feet per second. But our bows, you know, with that nine-grain arrow, um, you know, it, it's in the 180s for okay. sure. And we have people call and say, hey, man, I'm getting 200 feet per second out of my out of my Black Widow. My first response is, you need a heavier arrow. <laughs> I mean, you're yeah. not shooting the right setup, you know. Right. Uh, yeah, because you can get two hundred over two hundred feet per second out of them, but it's That's hard on the bow. You're shooting too light of an arrow. It's yeah. probably loud. Um, so necessarily, it's not necessarily a good thing. They're that's that's speed. exactly right. That's hey, exactly. I right. kind of envision you know that that arrow that kids have that hits the target and bounces off. <laughs> you yeah. know, if it's yeah. that lightweight, it just hits the deer and bounces off, and he looks yeah. at it, and <laughs> takes off. <laughs> yeah. So, and I, I mean, that's some of the most important stuff. Is you know, some people that. They might not even know the difference. You know, I never even really knew. I knew there was a longbow, and I knew there was a recurve. 
but I never knew the science behind what's the difference between the two mm-hmm. until Miles kind of explained it to us. So if, if you want, explain it again, which makes complete sense after you had him in front of us and said, mm-hmm. longbow, recurve. It's I mean, it makes complete sense, but unless you you know, have ever been educated on that, that, that's one of the big things right there is knowing whether you should get a longbow or a recurve. Um, so, yeah, if you want to. Oh, and a lot of that, like, personal preference, like, I personally, I shoot recurves 90% of the time, and Dad – and he's he's a longbow guy, go to every time. Uh, a lot of it's personal preference, and a lot of it you won't know that until you've got your hands on it and you shoot it. Uh, recurves do tend to perform just a little bit better uh, with that that curve. It's just like it sounds that limbs curving back at the at the tip, right. and uh, they do tend to perform a little bit better. Although in our in our longbow design, we've got them performing almost right up there with our with our recurves. Uh, but you can't beat the simplicity of a longbow, you know. They're, you don't have to worry about a twisted limb or anything like that. They're they're super strong. Dad, he'll use his as a walking stick, put it to the test. <laughs> He's to told us test. stories about what you do with yours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he, well, there's no doubt. They're they're just they're more durable. I mean, they're just a um, doesn't have the the well, as you hate to say limb twist, but you you can't twist a limb on a longbow, you right? Know? And if you, if you fail and out hunting and you fall on your recurve you could easily twist a limb unstring it and, and possibly do damage but mm-hmm. yeah i've i've got videos of mine i mean literally using it as a as a crutch you know they're just they're just a different game yeah. uh, and really the 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 main difference as far as the look is longbow it continues to make that you know that what do you call it that half moon shape mm-hmm. behind you whereas a recurve will stop and start curving back to the the back side of the bow mm-hmm. or whatever you were calling mm-hmm. it miles but um you know somebody that doesn't know anything about traditional bows wouldn't know that difference either and you know i always heard recurve longbow traditional and always thought they were the same exact things you know mm-hmm. back before mm-hmm. i got into archery so um you know and then there's there's things like do they want to take down or do they want a, a solid one-piece bow? Um, what are the, the main differences you guys see bes- between those? Which, Miles, I know you explained it to us already. So you're <laughs> going to get to say it twice. <laughs> well, I'd, I'd say we sell well, – I mean, we do. We sell more takedowns than we do one-piecers, there's no doubt. The, the best thing about the takedown is if you're traveling a lot, you know, go, you're going out west or out east, north, you know, wherever you're going to go hunt – if if you got a lot to pack down and, and, and just truck, you can break it down, slide it under the seat of the truck or something like that. Uh, if flying, they're a lot handier to fly with um, and get through customs and all mm-hmm. that. Another good thing about them, if a guy likes a heavier bow, there's more hardware and phenolic in them that's going to give them you know the advantage of being a little bit heavier than a one-piece, a little bit more stable. Um Another great thing about it is you could have one riser, and, you know, if you're just starting out, you know, you're just going to be hunting like whitetail and turkey around the house. You can get a lower set of limbs to practice with, you know, and, and to hunt, you know, that smaller game with. And then if you ever do decide to, you know, step up and wait or step up and, or, you know, go out west or something and, and hunt a little bit larger game, you have that option of getting a heavier set of limbs. So now you've got one bow that you've got two sets of limbs with to, you know, do whatever you want with to wear one piece. You're going to have to buy a new bow. Also, you know, if you, something crazy were to happen, you know, you, you would fall, you know, drop your bow out of a tree stand, uh, leave it on top of a truck and drive off with it, which seems to happen. Um, you know, you damage, you damage a limb 
it might be just just your upper limb or just your lower limb. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of having to buy a whole new bow, you're just having to buy a new set of limbs, uh, which is the great, you know, one of the great greatest parts about a takedown versus a one piece. And one thing I do want to add, and you explained it out there. I mean, you guys are was it 15 weeks out? You give or take mm-hmm. three months, and that's because you can't. And it, let's say somebody did order or break a limb, you have to order both limbs. You can't get one or the other, correct? That's correct. And because you make it all in one piece or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And so. that's the most important. The way you were explaining, the most important part of that bow is the limbs. Mm-hmm. And that's what you wait on a lot of times is getting those finished. Right. Yeah. And we use match set of, of laminations mm-hmm. in the limb for the upper and the lower. Those are going to be cut out of the same board. Right. You know, it's in the veneers, the tapers, the everything is, is – so they should be book matched, you know, set. So in theory, perform and and you know, react with each other the same. So. Yeah, which yeah. makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I would guess because I mean, if something happened, one's pulling a little harder, or a little softer. I'm sure that has an effect on it. Right, like, definitely. Know, so yeah, you don't want to just say, "Hey, I broke my top limb, make <laughs> me a new one." And now they got yeah, and we hear that pretty regular. You yeah, know? I mean, no, and we yeah. just can't do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and those are some. I mean, like I said, I I don't want to. What was that show we were talking about when I got here, Miles? The Office? Anybody yes. that watches that? The one time Michael says, explain it to me like I'm five. <laughs> you know, I don't want the audience to feel like they don't know what they're talking about. But there is, I guarantee you there's people out there that would like to learn how to shoot a traditional bow, have no idea how to start. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, by the end of this, I'm hoping that, you know, at, at the very least, it just makes them pick up the phone and make a phone call or right. well, reach out and ask. I mean, now would probably be a good time. Y'all have like a demo type thing you want to maybe explain that and how that works yeah absolutely we've uh we keep oh, we try to keep around 100 bows up front there mm-hmm. of, of different models we have seven different models um we have left hand right hand and and just gives a guy a chance that not close enough to drive down here we we sent one to california yesterday oh, you wow. know a guy calls us and man i'd really like to try this or that and just no way nowhere to get my hands on it mm-hmm. and we can we can try to get close what if he knows generally what weight he's looking for mm-hmm. we'll send it out there to him uh let him shoot it a few days and and uh, then send it back and mm-hmm. at least he's got an idea because you know when you're when you're buying a custom custom made traditional bow um there's some money spent there right. you know and you sure hate to see a guy spend the money and and get it and shoot it for a month man i sure wish i'd have I would have done this or that. that. Yeah, Yeah, because it ends up just costing you. When we send them the bow, we do charge them for the price of the bow and the shipping. But when it gets back, we either credit their their account back or we transfer it to a new bow order. So even if you don't order one, it ends up just costing you forty dollars the shipping to and from. Um, But you know forty. And if you order a bow and you demo one we pay the shipping on the new one which is about 30 bucks so if you've never shot one before and you're thinking about getting one after it's all said and done for a demo ends up costing you ten dollars to to try a bow and shoot it you know for a couple of weeks to to make sure that you're you're getting what you need you know because there's so many options you know you've got grips uh, Mm -hmm. we've got different grips we've got different lengths different models and uh you know, everyone's a little different. You know, the guys with the longer draws need a different bow than guys with shorter draws and stuff. And, and a lot of it depends on whether you're you're hunting, hunting in a ground blind, tree stands, or a lot of guys 
Like there's just 3D guys, you right. know, and the 3D guys, they don't care how long it is. They want a long bow, lightweight. Right. And so we've, we've kind of got something for everybody. And uh, so the demo bow, demo program has really been a, been a good deal that, that we got started to let guys get an idea of if this is the right one for them, you know. Yeah. And I think that that came through when we were looking through the bows out front is, you know, there's the, we'll get into the different models, but the, the PSA, the PMA, the PCH, you know, what all that means, which we'll get into the different types of grips. You know, we started shooting different ones and I, I like this. Oh, well, maybe I like this better, mm-hmm. you know? And at first, uh, Russell and I kind of liked the, uh, it was a, a takedown one, but it was, what was those miles? This The, the PSRs. Okay. And uh, then I started getting to where I liked that PS, PCH a little better after, you know, mm-hmm. firing some. And, you know, it's nice to learn from someone who knows how to fire a traditional bow, how you how you anchor, how you do different things. Because if you've only shot a, a compound, um, your anchor point, I'm sitting there trying to put my thumb behind my <laughs> ear or whatever. That, that's not working really well with, with a traditional. So... It's, you know, it is nice if you do know somebody that shoots, you can teach you how to shoot a little bit if, you, if you've never done it, because uh, everybody starts somewhere. Oh, yeah. I mean, um, I can remember the first time I shot a compound, I shot Russell's bow, and what happened, Russell? Smoked your arm. Yep, I lost half the skin on my left forearm, and uh, you knew it was coming, too, didn't you? Oh, I did. <laughs> let it happen. You, you got let it happen. Time. So, you know, it's, everybody starts somewhere, yeah. and uh, that's just how it is, and so... Uh, the biggest thing for us is on the traditional side is, you know, learning where to get that information. And sometimes it's it's right in front of you. I mean, we're on your all's Instagram all the time, seeing this this picture of this bow and this one. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, that's pretty. Oh, I'd like that. But what the hell's PSA mean? What, <laughs> you know, sometimes it's just about you know sending an email or making a phone call and asking, hey, what's what's the best setup for me? What right. should I do if I want to get into it? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that, that's definitely the best way. Uh, and we're doing a better job, Miles is, of uh, putting things on Instagram. And, of course, you know, he's that younger crowd and into that stuff. And <laughs> But we've been making some videos of explaining the differences between grips, the difference between the models, uh, and things like that that are they're very informative. You know, if you go either they're on our website or, or on Instagram yeah. or Facebook and things like that, uh, you know, it'll definitely help watching sure. those videos and stuff. Yeah, go ahead, Micah. Well, I was going to get into now that, you know, kind of Miles and kind of getting into the ash cream, do you guys find that a lot of the younger guys are getting into this, into the traditional side, or is it kind of, as far as age, what kind of demographic do you guys usually sell to? Do you have any idea? I think we're seeing more young, younger people mm-hmm. coming into it. Now, you know, the, the truth is most, most young guys are going to get into the compounds you know mm-hmm. the hunting they're watching all those hunting shows and um and, and i did myself you know um so we see you know we do see some i mean really young guys are just getting into bow hunting and this is the way they want to do it but most of them are coming from from a compound and you know they've they've they're hitting everything they're shooting at and, and killing lots of deer and they just just want another challenge you know yep. And just to take it to a next step, and and you know they've got lots of gadgets and stuff on the on the compound, and and I'm not anti-compound. You shoot, you know, guy needs to shoot what he enjoys shooting, mm-hmm. but some guys they kind of lose that joy, you know, when when the challenge is gone, and and this brings back, you know, a whole new joy to them, you know, and and they've shot 
deer they've shot big deer you know mm-hmm. and now they can take a, a recurve or a longbow and go out and shoot uh, if it's a little old doe and, and i mean they're they're more as, as excited about that as as they were a 150 inch deer they killed their compound it just really it's very rewarding and uh, and just a lot of fun you know get out in the backyard especially if you got buddies or or um, family that you can get out and shoot with you know mm-hmm. yeah um it uh, it can really be a lot of fun. Oh, and make no mistake about it, it's harder. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It, you know, and I think a lot of people it's that challenge. Mm-hmm. You know, for Russell and I, we've I, I haven't mastered anything, but you know, the compound I love shooting it. And I always will. Um, you you can do so many things, right? You can you know start fleshing your own arrows, start working on your own bow, um, learning how to do that stuff. But it. it for me, it's always been in the back of my mind. And Russell, you might be this way, Micah. It's always been in the back of my mind, but there's something else out there that's harder, you know. And I, I want to try that mm-hmm. down the road, you know. And that's been the draw for us is it's it's there, you know. It's it's a bow that is not as fast, sure. It, um, you know, takes some more work because you're doing things more natural. You're not put, looking through a side housing, you know. You're looking down the shaft of that arrow, or mm-hmm. just you know shooting instinctually. And there's that that draw to to try to master yourself or master the hardest thing i mean mm-hmm. i know there's adelales and stuff like that after or this you never know but um you know i think that's that's what probably draws some guys and um there's probably some some younger guys out there that that want to get into it that just might not have you know nixon missouri in their backyard um some do oh yeah but yeah. uh um so we're we're excited to kind of get some of that information to those those folks what do you think the effective range for a guy that's shooting 70, 80 yards with his compound, what would you say he's going to bring that back to 20 or 30 to be a long-range shot? 30 yards is a long-range shot. Long ways? You know, it really – and and there's guys that can shoot really, really good at 30 yards. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, realistically, 20 yards and in, I think, is probably most people's uh, effective range. Uh, it is mine. Um, I, I, thirty yards. I don't think I've ever shot thirty yards at a deer. Um, in fact, I don't guess I've shot thirty yards at anything that I can remember. Um, in fact, I I had a two years ago went to Alaska. Um, first time I'd, I'd been there on a moose hunt and had a sixty inch bull at forty yards, uh, broadside for probably a minute. Mm-hmm. Nothing between me and him but air. Um, with a compound, that's that's yeah, that's a, and it should a, be game over at a yeah. big a big target like that. You know, ninety nine out of a hundred times you've scored. Right, um, I didn't shoot, and I practiced at thirty and forty. I knew there's going to be some opportunities. You know, at some long range stuff, and and done some shooting, and and there was days at forty yards, I felt pretty confident. You know, and then I might go out there the next day and. And literally miss a foot or so, you know, at 40 yards. It's a long shot when you're shooting instinctive, you know. Right. Um, and, you know, I've, I've often thought about that. Man, should I have taken that? Should I? You know, it was, it was a bull of a lifetime. It was yeah. a nice. The one that got away. It was a really nice bull, <laughs> you know. And uh, But to be honest, you know, I'm, I'm just not comfortable at that range. Even at a target that big, you know, that's a big kill zone. Uh, but at 40 yards, you know. When it's all said and done, I've done the right thing by not uh, yeah. by not taking that shot. 
Um, Maybe you should have taken off just running straight at him. <laughs> yeah. Get to 20 yards and then yeah. let it fly. <laughs> well, then you got to worry about that thing running back. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. No, no. <laughs> they well, get mean. I, I end up killing a bull at, at literally five feet. Oh, uh, and I, it, was a, it was a smaller bull. Um, what a rush that's got to be, though. Oh, it really was. You know, I mean, and I thought he was going to literally walk right over me. He didn't see me till the last minute. And the last minute he went to, to bolt off, and I was able to – to swing and shoot and uh, but it was uh you know it's it's definitely to get back to your to your question uh 20 yards and in is this this is a hunt uh close range weapon and, and that's part of the fun of it yep. right i mean you know if you do it right it should make you a better hunter yeah i mean if you if you mm-hmm. keep up i mean yeah shooting that's one part of it but you also you got to be able to put yourself in a position to make a 20 yard shot and that's st- right that's I mean, right a lot of people can get within 50 yards of a deer. Yeah. Usually, you don't have to, have to be that good. But if you can get within 20, I mean, you're doing something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and that's part of that uh, that draw. I think is, you know, how close can I get? The more exciting, you know. Yeah. Nothing against any any types of hunting. By the way, yeah. we're a judgment free show. I could give I could give a shit less how you choose to hunt. Right. Mm-hmm. It's however you want to hunt is personal to you. But when I first started hunting, it was rifle hunting, right? Mm-hmm. And you could shoot a deer at up to certain amounts of yards right and uh you know then you learn how to shoot this bow and you're like well i've got to be within 40 yards of this animal probably so and now it, you got that little back timber that you've never been able to get into and hunt well here's your perfect yeah. weapon of choice to utilize that yeah mm-hmm. and it's just a little bit harder now you know you that compound you got to get within you know certain amount of yards some people take 60 yard shots some won't but whatever right somewhere around 50 yards close to that animal and now you you move to a traditional setup where it's hey five feet <laughs> that would be awesome my gosh i mean you don't have to be that close but uh um yeah you can you can be right there and i mean who won yeah you won at that point you know that animal had no idea you were there until the second it took mm-hmm. an arrow and that's pretty cool it's just like turkey hunting i mean one of the fun things about turkey hunting is they're a lot of times right on top of you i mean mm-hmm. it's which, how much fun would turkey hunting be if you stood the other end of the field and shot one at 150 yards, right. you know? Uh, you've got them in close and, and, and stuff, and it, it just it just makes it fun. Yeah. More one-on-one, you know. You yeah, exactly. Have. Yeah. Yeah. Well, to get back to Russell's question about the, the yardage, um, that's a good kind of time to pivot to, you know, how you're aiming at with a longbow or a, a traditional bow compared to – a compound obviously most people that shoot a compound realize you're looking through a peep and then your side housing and, and you're putting your pin on the animal there's there's different ways to shoot traditional uh, miles you kind of listed a few of them why don't you kind of go through you know how the different ways people can shoot uh, there's instinctual like you just mentioned toby um you know what what do those mean and how how do people utilize them and, and even choose which way they should use or should, should try uh how do they do that? Oh, man, there's, there's a ton of different ways. There's instinctive. We were talking about that the other day. There's instinctive, um, you know, your gap point on. There's face walking, string walking. What else is there? Oh, I mean, there's stone throwing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, those are your those are your main ones. I yeah, mean, that people use. But, I mean, I grew up shooting instinctive. Till really this this last year, we you know we went to Rod Jenkins' uh, class, and uh, 
he he you know talked more about you know kind of the point on and stuff and start trying it and, and there's no doubt that at you know at that point on range it's an effect it's an effective way of shooting there's no doubt uh, you know then there's you know as as and that's closer. pointing the point of the the arrow on the target, or yeah, is that's, that yeah, what we're using as your sight? Yeah, that's aiming, you know, with that point of that arrow. But I mean, you know, at a closer range, you almost have no choice but just grip and rip. And then, you know, there's people, you know, face walking. They've got different points on their face that they can anchor with, so they're still using their point on that animal, but they're raising the back or lowering the back of that arrow by you know anchoring at a different spot in their face. And then there's the string walking, which is the same thing, although you're you anchor the same place, but you're you're changing where you put your fingers on the string, you know, either further down yeah. down from the arrow, you know, or up to the arrow. Much and like you'd be using the pins on your compound side. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just, yeah, just you're like walking it. Walking up your face, do your thirty forty or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But as far as a way of deciding which one works best for you is honestly just trying it. Um, you know, I didn't start shooting the point on until after rod's class and i've been shooting it ever since and uh and it's helped me a lot you know at those certain ranges and i think at a longer range it you know it's it's a better way to shoot than than instinctive you know you've you've got something more to go on uh, and you know it's made me a little bit more confident too at those longer ranges and what's nice about the traditional is if you wanted to change your setup on a compound you either you got to change your sights or you got to change your whatever with this you just pretty much just whatever feels best you don't got to buy yeah. an extra piece or get exchange yeah. something else right. to change it up i mean switch just, it around within each arrow right yeah, yeah. you yeah. can yeah so that that's awesome Shoot, shooting a traditional bow you can literally make it as simple or as complicated as you want to, really. You, you can know? dive too deep. <laughs> because, because yeah, a lot of, you know, the just just picking it up and, and pulling it back instinctively, looking at your target, and, and, and basically your your bow hand is just guiding everything and, mm-hmm. and, and turning it loose and, and just watching that. And a lot of times, just, as soon as you turn it loose, you know, that's, that's, that's a good shot, you know. Yeah. And, uh, but, you know, there's other guys that – well, just like that moose at 40 yards, if if a guy knows his point on and knows that moose is 40 yards, it, it's definitely going to up your chances. I mean, there's a um, Aaron Snyder. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he shoots point on. He can actually shoot – he'll shoot better at 40 yards than he will at 20 yards. I he, watched he, him do that the other day with a little tiny target, mm-hmm. like 42 Be, yards or something. Right, and yeah. – uh, and he he knows his point on and and he's he's mastered it you know and he can he can really shoot at long ranges really good mm-hmm. uh but other guys just you know especially the older generation that most most of the, the newer guys miles's age and stuff they're into that you know mm-hmm. let's get that point on let's figure and but a lot of the older guys um the old traditional guys that's done it their whole life they just like the simplicity of of uh, looking at their target, drawing it back, and and turning it loose, and uh, so yeah. it, it's it's there's room there for everybody. Like I said, you can make it just as simple as you want to, or you can you want to complicate it, you, you can, can do it. Yeah. yeah, you can do that with anything. <laughs> yeah, that's I think for sure. The main point to for people to get is if you want to get into traditional shooting, just do it. I yeah. mean, it seems simple, but there's a lot of people out there that Russell. How long have you and I have been sitting here? pussyfooting around 
getting a traditional bow. Oh, probably at least two 18 years. months, two years, <laughs> you know, because well, I don't know what to do. I'm, I don't know it all. Mm-hmm. Well, you're never going to. You just jump in, you try it. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that's the point people should get is, you know, we've talked about the way you can shoot and different. We're going to talk about your different models here in a sec, but it don't really matter. Just do it. Try it. You out. know, you know, yeah. make a phone call, ask some questions, figure out what works for you. Mm-hmm. The the program you guys have to. Yeah, uh, that's awesome. I mean, I've never yeah. heard of, you know, somebody loaning a bow out. Loaning a bow out. I mean, I mean if you're serious about buying one. Why wouldn't you do it? Yeah. It's the price of the bow. You're already going to pay it anyway. So yeah. get it sent to you. Say, yeah, I like this one. Nah, I didn't like that so much. Mm-hmm. And send it back yeah, and say, and, no, I, I we, wouldn't. We've had guys do that. They'll get it and be like, man, I, I love this bow you sent me. And they're like, I'm just going to keep it. And like, okay. Yeah, <laughs> that you you right. paid for it. So. And I'm yeah. sure you've had other guys say, go through three or four of them. That's exactly know? right. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. way cheaper than trying to track down somebody with the bow to go shoot and your gas your time you know yeah. get it right to your door yeah, yeah and it's way cheaper than, than than spending the money and not getting what you really need right and because and, you know so if you if you bought a bow from us um you know the, the average price on our bow it, you know probably twelve hundred dollars on average and you buy that and, it, and it's not what you need you know you're, you're not going to get that back out of it you right. know so you've spent you could you could really save yourself some money with that uh, getting getting a demo and making sure it's the one you want. Yeah, and that's I mean that's wouldn't it be nice to take a compound home for two weeks? Yeah, <laughs> you figure know? out. Like uh, okay, I, I I don't like that so much. I'd, I'd like to try this one, you know. But uh, so uh, I think that's cool. One thing I did want to talk about is some of your guys' different uh, models. We uh, we learned a lot more by physically seeing them. Like okay. Here's the PMA series, blah, 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 and we'll get into them. Um, I guess let's talk about your different models and the differences between them. Once you explain them to me and I'm sitting there looking at it, it made 100% sense. But um, before I always was, you know, what's the difference between PMA and PSA and PCH? Um, I listened to a podcast you guys were on um, on the way down here. I can't remember which one where – these the PMA actually stands for Precision Maple uh, Anniversary. Mm-hmm. You know that sort of stuff. Um, people know that it makes more sense sometimes. So what? Uh, let's just start with whatever model you want and kind of talk about each one a little bit. Um, just kind of a breakdown. Of yeah, it. sure. Mm-hmm. Well, like I said, the PMA that's the that's the original takedown bow that Ken Beck came out with in the eighties. Um, in fact, in uh, I believe it'd been. Our 25th anniversary would have been, um, man. 82? 82, yeah. Okay, the, yeah. The uh, Crown Jewel, wasn't it? No, no, it was the Maple Anniversary. Yep. It was the, oh, the MA, the, the Maple Anniversary. Yeah. And so Ken came out with that, and in fact, that bow kind of resurrected Black Widow. You know, Black <laughs> Widow was kind of in the slumps. The compounds came out and, mm-hmm. and and stuff. So Ken came out with the Maple Anniversary, the, the MA and uh and then in the 90s uh we wanted to come out with something different we shortened that riser down two inches uh so now it's a 16 inch riser and it's a it's called the psa and we basically just it was a short anniversary you know and it mm-hmm. wasn't it wasn't an anniversary year but uh it was a knockoff from the maple anniversary it was just an, um change in the maple anniversary a little bit just exactly. a little bit shorter that's right we yeah. shortened the riser by two inches the limbs are still the same you know uh, glued on the same form, in fact, 
Um, so pretty much just lightened it up a little bit. Is that kind of mm-hmm. what that did? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. And uh, and then we went uh, in 2010 with the PCH, the Precision Compact Hunter. Uh, we shortened the riser two more inches, so it's actually four inches shorter than the old Maple Anniversary. Um, and uh, but still. The difference in those models is still allows you, if you want a shorter bow, you, you like hunting in a blind or things like that, it allows you to go with a shorter bow and still have a good long working limb because we've, we've taken the length out of the riser. And not so the at a, a 60 inch bow, you can get a 60 inch bow in any three of those models the, the PMA, mm-hmm. PSA, or PCH. But the, the 60 inch in that PCH with a 14 inch riser. It's got four more inches of working limb than the than the PMA does mm-hmm. at that, you know. So it's a, still gives you a good smooth draw and things like that. Um, those are the three takedown models. Uh, we've got uh, you know our longbow, of course, and the PSR, which is short uh, precision short recurve. It is a longbow grip. Mm-hmm. It's the exact same grip. That's and the first riser. one we were shooting, I think, wasn't it? Yeah. It's the exact same riser as our longbow. It's got recurved limbs on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a really neat little rig. Um, and then the three one-piece bows that we make, um, the uh, the PTF, uh, was basically just needing a name for that, precision target <laughs> target and field. Uh, we also have the, the PA. It was an anniversary when we came out with the PA, the one-piece. That was our 50th anniversary bow. Um, and then the uh, the KB, we shortened the riser down two inches. Uh, and the KB, uh, we named that after Ken Beck. He really likes that uh, that bow, the shorter riser and things like that. Shorter sight window. Um, and that's our newest one-piece bow. Uh, but all of them are, as far as the limb design, are the same. Uh, we've basically just kind of altered stuff to where you can – Get it in a little shorter length, but still have a, a good long working. Yeah, a little limb. more um, usable for whatever reason you might have. That's you know, right. Like That's a guy like me, by the end of the time we were shooting, I kind of like that PCH because, well, I'm short, so there's one thing. You know, if I'm walking through the mountains in Colorado with it, mm-hmm. it's not as big of a footprint, and there's sometimes I might be in a blind, and that makes sense that it's just a little bit shorter. You know, that four inches could matter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, same thing with these these longbow ones or the the one piece ones, where the KB might be a little more adaptable for someone compared to someone else. I mean, oh yeah, there's everybody's got a different preference, you know, um, of what bow works for them. Like like Miles said earlier, I'm a longbow guy. Um, I don't know, it just fits me. It feels good to me. It's lightweight. I just enjoy it, you know. Whereas Miles, he's a recurve guy, and he makes his heavier than normal adds extra glass and things like that to to make it even heavier than what it is you know so everybody's different uh so we try to accommodate everybody you know as far as grips and links and all that stuff so yeah and that's just a quick overview i mean they've got their website and of course uh, i'm looking at a uh catalog i guess you'd call it Mm -hmm. uh your guys's 2020 catalog and just kind of going through them um, I think it's nice for everybody to hear those things, right? I mean, it, I'm sure it says it, but it's cool to know, okay, this PMA compared to the PCH mm-hmm. is going to be a little, about four inch 
Rise yeah. or difference. And we That's literally really it. just put a video out last week. or Yeah, we week. took a bunch of them like two weeks ago, and I've been trying to release them throughout the weeks of, of all that. You know, us, we did one with our grips. Uh, we did one comparing bow lengths. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, if you go to our Instagram, you know, I've got a video out that, yep. that Miles made basically explaining just what I just did, you know, as mm-hmm. far as the links and things like that. Grips is a whole nother rabbit hole we could go yeah, into man we'll probably talk about that forever. That's, but i mean to sum it up you pretty much just gotta try it out and figure out what works for it that yeah. you know that's the best yeah. you know yeah so. um what i want to know toby is why are you so mean to your bows <laughs> that's a, that's well, a to the test you know they say people want to know how durable and stuff they are Miles said you'll we... use it as a walking stick and whatever else well, you know you get off the horse you might just toss it in the bush yeah that was on uh it was hunting mountain lion last year, and uh, it was steep and a lot of snow, and I wasn't going to make it up the hill without it. I had it. <laughs> <laughs> it was either it make serves it up two the hill purposes. You can yeah. shoot stuff, you can walk with it. It's great. Yeah, I, I had to try to stab it inside the hill to get some get that make my way up there. I was stuck. It's kind of fun testing them though. Like it was a couple months ago, we stuck those two bows be between the tables, and I'd stand on them. And just stand and bounce on them, and, and oh yeah, that. Yep. didn't hurt them at all, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. I thought it was pretty cool the the weight difference in some of them. They're not, none of them are heavy compared to like a compound. Compared to my compound bow, they're a feather. They're still a feather, <laughs> but even the difference between like this PL series and the um, like the PMA, yeah, you know That's that PL feels like a oh yeah, nothing lot of there. there. You know, yeah. it's uh, but it which is really nice, especially if maybe you're going out in some deep timber, mm-hmm. some dark timber out west or something. Or, packing into public land you know you don't want to carry a bow a mile yeah whatever you can pick something this light and well the nice on. nice part with this pl series uh is it's a takedown and miles showed us how you just pop them out and you can literally put the damn thing in your pack and get to where you need to go if you don't want to have the bow in your hand mm-hmm. or something on the way out there yeah this this bow here in, in this i had it in a pack broke down just in a pack and dogs treed you know and took it out yeah we knew they it. were treed we took Took it out of the pack, strung it, and threw the quiver on it, and away we went. Do you all make your own strings, or do you all have somebody you get your strings from? We've got a guy. We've got the the, the machine, or mm-hmm. I say the machine. It's just a big jig, you yeah. know, that we make it and and, um, and have a guy that does them for us, yeah. Okay. And, and Miles also makes strings here as well. Are they the same basic type of string material as a what it? Well, there, there's a there's a ton of different materials out there that you can get strings built out of and each one's going to have you know its own pros and cons the ones we we sell are, are fast flight they're dyna 97 and they're 14 strands and you can you know if you build a string you can add or take away as many strands as you mm-hmm. want you know and that's gonna that's gonna affect your your performance and there's different materials um like there's x99 dyna 97 b50 uh there i i can't even think to name them all there's so many of them but right. that's that's what we have is, is a fast flight 14 strand yeah. now some of those bows sitting out there you've got some string stops on the limbs is that what the, they're called well we call them stick tamers stick uh tamers. what i like them i put them on all my bows as soon as i get them um and what i like them mainly for is like a brush button you know you're walking especially through the missouri woods you know you walk into your tree stand keep something from sliding up between your limb and your string you know pulling your bow out of your hand okay and uh Anything you put on the limbs, you know, it's going to dampen it just a little bit. Um, them, them didn't dampen it too much, uh, which I which I liked. You know, there, I didn't really see any effect after putting them on, uh, but they act as a really good brush button. 
Yeah. That's basically what they're for. Keep yeah. Keep little sticks and stuff from running between your limb and string and possibly unstringing it. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, that that, that can be a problem with a traditional bow, same as it can be a compound. I mean, our buddy Mm -hmm. Pat in the middle of deer season last year was walking to a stand and nicked his string string on uh, something and it put a slut, you know, cut in it and he had to go get it re- taken care of in the middle of the season. <laughs> so, yeah, you're I mean, down waiting on string. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, I would assume that these strings are probably a little cheaper than a compound's. Or they are, and we yeah. recommend. So that, probably carry one or two in your pocket. And you can and do you it yourself. Backup. When yeah. I'm out west, you know, and hunting, I've always got one in my pack mm-hmm. at all times. You know, and you know, and it's all stretched in. It's ready to go, and yeah, I can. Less than a minute, I can yeah. take the old one off, stick that one on, and go right on. And know? there's something right there you can't do with a compound. No. Uh, I mean, you can't you have an s- extra set of cables. I guess you could. <laughs> you could have the, the, the serving everything at your house or at the back at camp or something, but man, it's going to be a chore to get that thing shooting yeah. where you had it before. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 And like a, our strings are $21, you know, so, yeah, it's a, it's a good idea to have an extra one. Oh. Yeah. Cool. Well, I, I really appreciate y'all coming on. I mean, this is, like I said, it was just about getting, how do you get that person that doesn't know how to take that leap to take that leap? So mm-hmm. I think the big thing is you just do it. Um, you know, eventually. Give you guys a call. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, and we'll uh, we'll link y'all, like we'll tag you on your, your Instagram page. I'm, you probably have way more followers than we do, but, you know, with the show uh, release we will. And, um, you know, you guys got these cool uh, – Catalogs. Catalogs. Why do I have a hard time knowing <laughs> what that's called? Uh, that people can probably ask for. Oh, yeah. And, and yeah, get you those accessories yeah. in there. Just, all yeah. you got to do is call us, and, and we'll send you guys, you know, we'll send them right out. And that's got all our information, all the bow information to all the specs that we've talked about, and it gets deeper into that, all our accessories. Uh, it's, it's basically got everything you need to know mm-hmm. in it. Yeah. No, I one thing, you, talk, yeah. you know, this whole thing's about people getting into it, you know. This day and generation has got a little more uh, advanced. There's a lot of videos out yeah. there, you know, that show you how to shoot, you know, and kind of the basics, you know. We, and we sell all them as well. Uh, you know, the Masters of the Barebow uh, comes to mind. Um, it's, it's, I think there's five videos now, yeah, Masters of the Barebow. And it just starts out, the first one, it was just different guys showing this is my style. This is it works for me, and and this is this is how I do it. You know, mm-hmm. they're very informative. You know, and then it goes all the way to uh, Rod Jenkins. That uh, he's really well known. You know, uh, traditional archer uh, and stuff. So there's a lot of there's a lot of information out there. You know, yeah. that a guy can can look up. You know, before even getting a bow. Um, that it's just good good knowledge. You know. Yeah. Yeah, the the information's there more than ever before. Yeah, for us to find stuff, but you know, for whatever reason, I, I'm myself, Russell, Mike, we've never had a problem, you know, trying something. But it, it's like this is always, I've always been scared to dip my toe in the water. Oh, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know, I'm I'm not smart enough yet, or whatever. And um, so I think that's the big thing people need to get through their through is just just do it. Yeah, it's just like anything else. If you remember the first time you shot a compound bow, or the first time you shot a bb gun when yeah. you're a kid or the first time you put on a pair of roller skates you know it you probably sucked at it sure and I'm, miles probably was <laughs> laughing inside when he was watching us shoot those bows out front and but you know it was fun but I mean, by the third or fourth fun. shot you're like yeah. oh, this is cool you know it is I mean? it yeah. really is yeah. yeah 
Yeah. So, well, we appreciate you all letting us come down. And, uh, we um, appreciate you coming down. Take really a cool tour and, and shooting some stuff. And um, we'll uh, we'll release this and hope people kind of get the, the itch to, to really take that step. Yeah. Especially if they're in an area that there is not a black widow in their backyard. Yeah, uh, don't don't hesitate you know. to don't hesitate to call us. You know, we're more than more than happy to visit and and uh, you know answer any questions or anything like that. So don't ever hesitate to give us a call. What's your uh, why don't you give them their phone, your phone number while we're on here? Uh you bet four one seven seven two five three one one three. There you go. Give them a call um, or email us at info at blackwidowbows dot com and. And uh, yeah, there's no. Uh, we've heard every question there is, so don't feel like it's a it's a dumb question. <laughs> Did you hear any new stupid ones today, Miles? I'm just curious. <laughs> Not yet today. I haven't checked it. <laughs> well, I'm talking about from us. <laughs> <laughs> no, and, and even with the calling, you know, social media too. I'm on I'm on that Instagram all the time. You know, uh, you know, shoot a message, and we get a bunch on Facebook and stuff. So. Yeah, Miles answers a lot of messages on Instagram and stuff. Yeah, so. So. yeah, yeah. That's the new email. It is. Yeah. It really is. That's. Yeah. Uh, through my work email and answering the phone here and everything, I I get more more questions and, and talk to more people on Instagram than I do on anything. Yeah, yeah, I would see. So, no, I really thank you guys for coming on. Um, thanks to Miles Essick and Toby Essick. Thanks to Russell Ryan on his inaugural debut. guest hosting debut. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you uh, did great, man. Uh, you'll probably hear him more. So, um, unless you guys got anything else. No, we're good. We we'll appreciate it. Yeah. We appreciate right. it. Fun. All right, there's the show. Hope everybody had a good time. We we learned a lot. It was very informative, for sure. Full day of learning. It was. It was a good experience. Had a good drive down there. Good drive back. Got to shoot some bows. Got to meet some cool people. It was a good time. Yeah. Got to eat at <laughs> what I mean, there's a, probably some other places down there that deserve cred, but every time we go down south, we got to hit Lambert's. So after we recorded with them, we uh, hit Lambert's, so that That's was fun. That's the ham steak. Yep, got the ham steak there. Yeah. Well, chicken wings, it was really good. I got the hot beef sandwich like normal. I need to try <laughs> something different next time. Yeah, you are kind of – you are one of those people that if you found something you like, you stick with that. Yep. I haven't been to Lambert since I was probably like 9 or 10. Been a long time. Right. So – we. I mean, we were there quite an – a bit just because we we used to camp you know when we had the fifth wheel and every time we went down there that's where the kids and her wanted to go so we ate there but yeah it's all i mean it was it was fun good time and you'll definitely leave full you don't have to worry about that <laughs> yeah anyways thanks to uh uh toby and miles essick for with black widow bows for coming on with us today thanks to russell for hanging out with us today and um guest hosting it was fun you think you got a voice for radio? I don't know. Maybe a face. <laughs> <laughs> we all have one of those, man. So, anyway, um, tune in for some some upcoming shows. We've got quite a bit coming down uh, the pipe right now uh, as summer is kind of horrible and hot and starting to get closer and closer to, to deer season and all that. So, yeah. Yeah. tune in. See, See you guys. all later. See you.